Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dice Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where it's the hard questions like, does poison immunity confer alcohol immunity? Is alcohol a poison? In real life, yes. That's not true, is it? If you drink enough alcohol, it kills you pretty yeah. quickly. If you yeah. drink enough water, it kills you also, though. Yeah, does, yeah does, that's true. Does poison immunity confer immunity to water? No. No. <laughs> It's just moderation there. Too much of something can kill you. My friend almost died from drinking too much water once. Huh? I... He, he was hospitalized because the fucker drank something like 30 gallons of water in a day. No! Huh? You're I, not... Yeah, sp- what? I, I asked him, why the fuck did you do that? And his exact words, completely genuinely, was, I was kind of thirsty. <laughs> kind of? <laughs> My what? brother in Christ! <laughs> he rem- like he said, yeah, I remember like my vision getting blurry, and I was like, dude, uh, dude, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Your cells are gonna fucking explode. What the fuck? <laughs> D- okay, kinda- so would poison immunity have saved my good friend from going to the hospital? I don't know. No. He was no? serving cunt though. <laughs> he was serving cunt. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy everything in moderation, kids. Drinking water's helping my ass. Anyway. Um, oh my god. I don't drink any. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll <laughs> never drink water again. Um, I will slap you the next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know that's genuine now. Yeah, I know that's genuine now. I have I have met you face to face and I have learned you, you aren't fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my first session recording back since uh, my trip to California. And uh, I have learned... That these fuckers are violent, they will kill me. <laughs> um, California Gene. Ritz slams me with the trolley. Luna fucking decks me in the arm. Dave fucking bites me out of nowhere. I'm I don't not bite safer. you that hard. You fucking chomp down. Anyway. It, um, he does not. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Fucking beastly boy. Anyway. And would this we is like... why I punched Derry. <laughs> <laughs> would we like... I Again... I didn't get a shovel talk from Dave's dad. I got a shovel talk from Luna. (laughs) Mess with my boy, hurt my boy, and I hurt you. It is not that hard. I've known known you since 2018. (laughs) I'll fucking do it. Don't hurt my boy. Would we like to play some Pathfinder? Yeah. 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 Okay. Previously in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix... 
As King Mulgaru raged through the city of Goka, the radiant winds chased after the culprit. Master Razu, or as it was quickly revealed, the leader of Oni's mask, Genhara the Blackwing, a Oni Tengu who was not a nice guy. Um, thankfully, after an extremely tense chase and battle, uh, the Radiant Winds were able to destroy the magic arrow that was keeping Mogaru in the city, uh, true enchanted music, um, and were able to dispel the ninja bots. And by dispel, I mean beat him within an inch of his life uh, with the coolest shit ever. Giant Lolo towering over them, Chuji barely holding on to life, Masami in a rampaging fox form, and thank you, Witch Prince of the Sea. Um, however, after uh, he did teleported out of there, the worst came to pass. An ancient enemy of the Ruby Phoenix, unknown to all, an Axiomite, a martial artist from the Plane of Law, fought Hao Jin in the air over the city, and in a climactic battle, turned her own fireball spirit bomb on her and incinerated someone who should be immune to fire. After this, he collected her ashes in an hourglass and left. You also found out that the ragged man who had been following you around Goka was none other than the familiar of one Siutak Noir, the leader of the Lightkeepers. So, uh, that is actually where we're gonna hop back in, because, um... Jinkies! <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's been a crazy day, because that was also the day that you bet the Lightkeepers in the Ruby Phoenix tournament itself. So, um, why don't we hop back in? Are you guys ready? Sure. Yep. Yeah, why not? Okay. Fuck it, right? <clears throat> the day after the Kaiju Mogaru's rampage, smoke still lingers in the air around the Grand Arena. What was supposed to be a celebration of technique, ability, and strength has instead become a somber vigil of the destruction wrought in Goka. The other fighting teams show their distress in different ways. The rigid monks of Arms of Balance stand at the ready, their faces expressionless, while the battle dancers of Steps of the Sun shift uneasily from foot to foot. But right now, I don't think any of you are particularly caring about this. You were summoned here this morning to meet with Lady Nyan Fei. It's been approximately 12 hours since Mogaru made landfall in the city. It's been approximately 8 hours since you guys bet the shit out of Genhar the Blackwinged and saved everyone. A rampage that lasted four hours. I want to ask how everyone is doing in the eight hours since. What did you guys do? How are you all feeling right now? And also, what did you get for leveling up level 18? Lol. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? Who volunteers as tribute? I can volunteer as tribute. Fuck okay. it. Juji, what's up? What's happened to you? Nothing good. Uh, exactly nothing good. The only good thing that has happened is that they've leveled up. Um, I don't think that they've gotten any rest at all in the hours since. Yeah, no sleep? Uh, no. No sleep. Um, I think that they're just kind of shell-shocked and... They're really fucking unsure of what to do. Because what the fuck is there to do? 
I mean, other than give aid to those in the city. Mm-hmm. Have you been doing that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what Chuji. That's all Chuji can do. So I think that Chuji has been doing that. Um, I don't think they could sleep knowing that people in their city need help. I will say you were able to confirm that your mother is safe. Oh, she that was the first thing that, that she helped confirmed. a lot of people. Good, good, good. That's um, probably who Chuji was helping help people. Yeah. Uh, what Chuji got up, uh, got up to leveling this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> away from the trauma. Um, Level 18, because you're getting pretty close to 20, huh? Yeah. That's a big number. It's almost 19. My my character sheet could vote. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so I, I got uh, an archetype feat, and I got a class feat. My class feat is uh, Diamond Fist. What's Diamond Fist do? kind of fucking broken a little bit. Uh, description, uh, your body hardens as you combine your attacks, uh, making your finishing blows more damaging. Your unarmed attacks gained the forceful trait. Uh, any that already had this trait uh, instead increased their weapon damage dice by one step. Um, I get more damage on my hits now, uh, mm-hmm. and any force shit that I have is like... Extra damage. A like little extra, stronger. Extra yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which, because basically what Forceful does is when you attack multiple times into one turn, you do more damage on subsequent attacks, right? Mm-hmm. Now, something that already had the Forceful trait is your uh, Flashing Spark from yes. Stoke Flame Stance. Yes, yes, yes. Which means that your Stoke Flame Stance has gone up a damage dice, which is mwah, chef kiss. Beautiful. I love it. And what did you get from your archetype for um, martial artist? I got something also a little bit uh, broke. I got Mountain Stronghold. And what's Mountain Stronghold? It makes my Mountain Stance a plus five instead. And also I could make it a plus seven if I really wanted to. Yeah, if you take an action to raise your arms to block off attacks, you literally like fucking sumo wrestle down. You could hit me with a nat 20, bitch. Yeah, I could hit you in a nat 20 and it might just be a regular hit. That's disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Feel? Uh, feels bad. <laughs> I did not know you were going for a tank build here. I fucking love playing tanks. Holy shit. But is that you, Chuji? That is Chuji. Feeling bad, feeling good combat wise. Masami. Hello. Wasn't yesterday fun for you? <laughs> Don't you enjoy being proven right? Um, I, Luna, enjoyed being proven right. <laughs> Masami was having the worst day of their life being proved right constantly. Yeah, poor paranoid Masami was like, and I'm right here, and I'm right here, and I'm right here, and I'm right here. Fun. So, how have you spent the last eight hours since the defeat of Genhara? Training. Training? Immediately? Um, I like to think that they help people out first. Mm-hmm. But as things lulled down and they saw that everyone could handle themselves, I think they went to a secluded part of the city, which is not hard for them. Um, and they just... I think they actually met up with Hiroshi and just started training. They <laughs> immediately saw him and went, Ring, now. I think normally Hiroshi would have been like, no, you can't train right now. Are you fucking serious? You need to rest. I don't think he did that this time. 
I think he needed to let off some steam too. You probably found out that Hiroshi and the Golden League did their best to help people, uh, mostly right. getting them into underground shelters. Because turns right. out the Golden League has a lot of hideouts and people aren't going to know their hideouts. So they're like, whoa, passing stranger, get in here. Because as much as the Golden League is a scummy criminal organization that rips off everyone and does crimes every day, if everyone's dead, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I assume that, that like, they're not all... I assume that, like, they still care about people being alive in general. Like, they're... they're yeah, I, I assume that not everybody in organized crime is unhinged and evil. I mean, Hiroshi exists, and he's the way that he yeah. is. So he uh, can't yeah, be exactly. the only one. Definitely Hiroshi's family and anyone who got their own family out of Hiroshi's, they probably, like... They have they share his same ideals. Um, mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, uh, the Yakuza uh, were, like... Not modern Yakuza, but, like... The old days. Yeah. Old school. Uh, they were the ones who kind of kept the streets clean. And that's kind of like how I. It made Hiroshi. This man is Cosmic Hiryu. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, have, did you get sleep or what? They probably functioned the same way that I did when I was in college, where they functioned off of. They can function off three hours. Risky. Wow. You guys all hate being healthy. Cool. Um, I'm sorry. Did you want us to cope in a in a perfectly normal and healthy way after that? I'll give you that. That's a good point. And uh, Masami, you're level 18. Fucked up. What did you yes. get? I got fused staff. Okay. And what's fused staff do? Uh, when you prepare a staff, you can hold it up. You can hold it up to weapon to merge the two items. Basically, I can fuse my sword with a staff, like the Staff of Power, mm-hmm. and get free spell slots. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> Thank because, Christ. Because the problem with the make is love it to bits, love it to bits, love it to bits. You only have so many hands, is the thing, and so many actions on your turn. Yeah. Right? Hey, you know all the powers of my staff? It's in this sword now. So you don't need to have a staff in one hand, a sword in the other. You don't need to be, like, juggling a million things. It's, this is a, real, a super fucking magic sword, and it's going to be able to cast all my staff spells. Yep. And considering you have a staff of power, which is one of the best staves in the game, because it gives you so many fuck you spells. Yes. That's pretty good. Um, so what, which, which weapon have you fused your staff into? Oh, my sword. The Chokuto. How has this ch- has this changed the appearance of the Chocodo at all? Now that's something to think about. Um, actually, question: Did the staff mm-hmm. have any sort of embellishments on it? Yes. So it is made of magically hardened wood, topped with a silver sculpture depicting magical runes and symbols. Um, oh, it is your traditional fuck you wizard staff. You know. Okay. It is. In, at the very top of the staff, there's, like, a circle with, like, a triangle in the middle, and there's, like, weird runes inscribed into them and, like, more circles coming off the side. Um, if you, like, if you Google image Pathfinder 2E Staff of Power, you will see what I'm talking about, and you'll be like, oh, wow, that is a sick-ass design. Actually, yes, I think there was a bit uh, done to it. The mm-hmm. uh, hilts of their sword was actually replaced with uh, the hilts of these, well... The wood of the staff. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. I think what happened was that the um, the metal from the sculpture on the top of it was melted down to be the, uh, the blade. Oh, shit. That's so awesome. Or, actually, the back half of the, the flat of the blade, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so, that, um... so there's um, the metal that has all the runes with it. Then it's connected to the uh, the metal of the their blade because their blade still has like the two slots in it for their uh, um, their runes. A la Cloud's Buster Sword. That's very fucking cool. Uh, what did you get from your archetype? Uh, Sly Striker. Mm-hmm. I got What's another advanced trickery. Mm-hmm. And uh, your attacks deal more damage even against creatures that aren't flat-footed. Oh my god. When you succeed or crit succeed at a strike against a creature that isn't flat-footed, you also deal uh, 1d6 precision damage. And it applies if you're using a weapon or unarmed strike that you can deal sneak attack with, which is all of my weapons. So it's just a flat extra d6 of damage on every weapon, even uh-huh. if they're not flat-footed. Uh-huh. Bullshit. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care anymore. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's fine. Um... And is that you, Masami? Yep. All right. Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea. Hi. How have you been since uh, seeing the Ruby Phoenix be demolished and stolen from our world? He's coping with that. He didn't live in this city, so it's not like the direct, oh my god, my home is destroyed. His home is fine. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that he didn't lose any family members. Um, yeah, you got confirmation. Um, your mom came back into the city this morning. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's fine. The village got out. Mm-mm. So he's fine in that, in that way. Um, but he did. He, he that, that was King Magaru. So he's a little shaken, but not. I don't think that he's like as bad as like the others. What have you done since then? Have you like? been helping out what, what's the plan what have you been doing online um, well i do think that he got rest um but i think he did do a lot of like helping with general like cleanup stuff that requires like magic hand moving or like checking um on people uh because he can heal he probably did a little bit of that as well uh blasting out your heal spells to anyone you can mm-hmm. your uh life boost is now so powerful that genuinely in a matter of seconds, you would heal people, like, too full. Oh, yeah. Especially because most people are level zero. Um, and I think you've done so much of that that that's perhaps helped your class feats, right? Yeah. Because you're level 18. What did you get? Um, I got Hex Wellspring. And what does Hex Wellspring do? I can recover all three focus points when I refocus. Tank goodness. And you don't have to do it in 30 minutes. You just, like, in 10 minutes, you get all triggered back. So yep. you going around the city, healing as many people as you can, has really helped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what is your archetype feat, by the way? What dragon stuff did you get? Um, I got Shape of the Dragon. And what's Shape of the Dragon do, dare I ask? It's essentially a dragon form spell that I can cast without using a spell slot up to ninth level. But I'm going to mostly use this on Lolo. Yeah. And this does basically let you cast Dragon Form for free at ninth level. 
which is pretty good for you, right? Uh, yes, it is. Um, and that's all of you, right? I think so. Yep. At the moment, you are all standing in the Grand Arena. Like I said, you are all summoned uh, to be here by Nyanthe. Um, and I think it's as you're all standing there, um, you finally hear like a gong being chimed. And out comes Nyanthe. She isn't looking great. Her makeup is half smeared, um, and what the repair work isn't perfect. Um, her hair is tied in knots. Um, like, it's very obvious that she did a lot of moving and bustling around last night. She's a very powerful spellcaster in her own right, so from what you've heard, she didn't just, you know, hide away and wait for it to be over. But she's dog-tired now, you know? By her side is Lady Kimashai. A few of the other sponsors, but again, not all of them. And, yeah, she kind of clears her throat. And around you, the other present teams kind of stand to attention. Uh, the Steps of the Sun, Winter's Roar, Arms of Balance, Fighting Roses, and Speakers to Wind. And, of course, yourselves. Nyan Fay speaks. Esteemed finalists, I know that today and yesterday were not what we expected. Mogaru has laid waste to our city. Yet, it is due to your brave actions that we were able to repel the kaiju and defeat Razu, the traitorous bard who lured Mogaru here. On behalf of the people of Goka, I thank your selfless actions. And she kind of bows for a moment before standing up. She does not have a face that looks particularly happy on right now. Our grand judge, the Lady Haojin, has been captured. My ministers noted a significant glow along the southern horizon last night. We originally suspected it was something to do with Mogaru, but further inquiries suggest that it was part of the massive battle that Hao Jin took part in. We do not know who that stranger was, but we know that he had the same magic as Hao Jin, making him a dangerous enemy indeed. <sighs> Without our Grand Judge, we cannot continue the Ruby Phoenix Tournament. As long as Hao Jin is missing, many questions remain and the safety of Gyoka is uncertain. Though the tournament is yet to conclude, all of you have demonstrated exceptional skill and dedication over the last several days. Therefore, I beg all of you to seek out and find the Ruby Phoenix. I think Chuji just looks worried. She could be literally anywhere. And a voice calls out to agree with you. Liang Shen. He puts a hand on his hip and says... She's an immortal sorcerer who walks between worlds the way you and I walk between rooms. Master Chuji is right. How are we supposed to find her? And I think the barest of smiles crosses the Empress's composed face. And she says, I believe, Master Shen and Master Chuji, that the two of you may be underestimating the magical might of our city. And as she says this, Several attendants bring out eight identical glass wind chimes, each tied with a red string. Lady Nyanfei picks one up and holds it aloft, and the ringer moves to the southeast, knocking slightly against a chime, which lets out a silvery trill. This is a plover chime. It was created by Hao Jin herself, using axumite dust smelted with phoenix flames. We had expected to give them to each of the finalists as mementos of participation at the award ceremony. 
the chimes yet resonate with lingering traces of her magic, allowing my scored scholars to my allowing my court scholars to modify them into a tracking device of sorts. They should guide you to her location. Huh. All magic leaves traces. I guess that could work, but that dude is just as powerful as she is. And I think Nyan Faye tilts her head and says, and I believe that you may all be just as powerful as she is too. Besides, even if individually one of us might not be able to defeat, like, Thirby Phoenix or that guy by ourselves, we aren't by ourselves. We have our friends and also he sort of gestures to the rest of the people that are here. I assume that we wouldn't be alone in general, like, that's... Yeah, uh, I think Sigrid, Sigrid Beale, leader of Winter's Roar, the half-orc viking with a magical glowing arm which is still out. She kind of, like, folds her arms together and nods and says, We have one thing that the scoundrel who kidnapped Lady Haojin does not. And that is each other. And I think, um, as you're all kind of quietly standing there, uh, Bavana, uh, the, you know, Suli leader of Arms of Balance, she raises a hand and says, And what if we do not find the Ruby Phoenix? Nyan Fei kind of then turns and consults with several of her court scholars, and then she turns back and says, Though in the past this tournament has always been run without its founder present, my legal scholars have informed me that the bylaws are clear. As Hao Jin has already been formally recognized as the grand judge of this decade's tournament, no one can name a winner except her. We have one month to recover Hao Jin and resume the tournament. Otherwise, it must be declared void, and the next tournament will not be for at least ten years, if indeed happens at all. Certainly without her, you won't have any prizes. She's the only one with the key to her vault. Fuck. Okay. Yarika, I think, is standing next to you, Chuji, and she kind of gives you a nudge, like, you know, you okay? Um, Chuji just looks tired. Uh, Chuji's not going to say it, but, um, quote-unquote, they might be as strong as Haojin. Um, even Haojin couldn't beat him. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not very comforting. <laughs> um, every bad scenario is going through their head right now. It's not fun. They just give Yarika like a, a shrug and a tired, tired, flat smile. Yarika nods at you. And she doesn't say anything. She nods. Next to you, uh, Speaker Ayowari stands forward and he takes one of the chimes from an attendant and holds it out and looks and says, Ah, well, to me, it would seem that this charm is pulling us towards the southeast, which would take us towards... And he looks to the southeast, and I think all of you look as well. And your gaze is drawn to the tallest fucking mountains in the world. (laughs) The flying mountains of the Wall of Heaven. Fantasy Tibet. Holy shit. And he turns and says, Lady Nyan Fei, if I may ask, what is the best way through the Flying Mountains? And the Empress kind of exhales a little bit and says, truly, getting through the mountains is not going to be an easy task. They are impassable. It could take months by foot to get there. However, 
There is an item in particular which I have organized for you to gain. <laughs> Whether or not you all intend to use it, I leave to you. But I encourage you, if any of you have plans or ideas, to use as many different techniques as possible. We don't want to put our saviors all in one basket. If all eight teams can go their separate ways and find their way through the mountains on their own, it means less of a risk of an expedition failing. After all, eight small expeditions of heroes is more likely to get to the end goal than one giant expedition. True. And I think uh, she turns and says, I will take you out to meet a friend. I believe you may already have met with them in the past. But first, I have something to confer upon you, Radiant Winds. And she points and says, Masami, would you step forward, please? They, even with their stone-cold face, they still look a little surprised. But they uncross their arms and stand forward. Nyan face smiles fondly at you, an expression that only you can see right now because of your positioning. And she pulls something out of a bag. It's a cape. And I think, Masami, your eyes might widen when you see this cape. Mm -hmm. Because Lady Nyan Fei has just pulled out one of the crown jewels of Goka. Uh. It's the Cape of the Open Sky. It has two effects, okay? Cape okay. of the Open Sky is itself an extremely powerful magical item. Mm -hmm. It is a cloth of gold cape which was originally gifted to one of Goka's emperors centuries ago. Since then, it has spawned many imitations, which are all alike in that they are all dyed with an elaborate seal depicting two drakes flanking Goka's palace and a seven's dragon bridge. The beautiful cape grants you a plus three item bonus to checks to lie and to make an impression. While you wear the cape, the weather, including wind and fog, doesn't affect your movement or vision. Additionally, whenever you fall while wearing the cape of the open sky, it automatically casts Fetterfall on you. You really oh didn't need Catfall. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> and once per hour? Um, nope. Nope, not once per hour. Wherever the fuck you like. Two actions, you sprout two golden drake wings, and it gives you a fly speed for an hour. Yeah, why not? <gasps> and once per minute, uh, you can spend one action to allow the wind to push you forward. You stride or fly up to your speed, but can only move in a straight line, and you have a plus 15 status bonus to your speed and fly during this movement. Take this and give it to whoever in your party may use it best. Additionally, as the Radiant Winds are the wearers of the cape, you are now proven to be true allies of the city. And, effectively, aristocrats. What? <coughs> huh? You can now ignore certain taxes and fees related to your personal ventures. You can own property and operate business in the city under a special set of laws reserved for you for those who are deemed heroes of the city and bypass some rules and restrictions. And and I think she kind of leans a little close to you, Masami, with a coy smile. You can always count on quarters in the Gokan Palace. <laughs> Usually Masami has a quip, but they just are, like, stunned. <laughs> Chuji fighting back the urge to say they've never paid taxes before in their life. <laughs> in front of the Empress, she'd fucking kill you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's why um, they're not saying it. 
Who would like this uh, cape of flying? And I don't uh, need it. Yeah, well, Sanku can fucking zoom around on a broom. Chuji doesn't need it. They don't like okay. it. Here's the thing. You've listed a lot of things that are specifically good for Masami. Um, would you like <laughs> it? I have it. I, have yeah. It. <laughs> you, get, you said plus three to lying, and I was like, oh, you're going to push me to 30? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Lady Kumai Shai, she steps forward and she says, and we have something for you as well. And she is holding a fucking gorgeous bow. And Chuji, your heart skips a beat because you know this bow. Ooh. It's the fucking sky piercing bow. Holy shit, that's the sky piercing bow. Masami, you actually also, your eyes widen when you see this because you talked to Kasuhida about this in the museum. Oh. It's the bow that you can shoot into the clouds and make it start raining. Damn. Large turquoise gems stud the outer edge of this sturdy plus tree greater striking ghost touch composite short bow. Arrows shot from the bow are unimpaired by wind and air effects. Once per day, you can shoot an arrow at an open space within 500 feet and teleport to the other side of the arrow. Once per hour, oh. you can shoot an arrow at the sky and tear an extraplanar rift that resembles a storm cloud. A torrent of rain pours down from the rift for one minute or until you dismiss the effect. Um, you can also cause lightning to explode from it and shoot people and make him die. <laughs> and once per week, as a 10-minute ting, you fire a volley of arrows into the sky and you cr uh, create the effects of a successful control weather ritual. Hmm. Oh my god. She holds this out and says, For all of you to use as you see fit. Who want it? <laughs> I look at Senku. Can Senku even use a bow? You can use a you can't use a bow very well in combat but the magic stuff you definitely can use um okay well if nobody else wants it does anyone else want it oh misami do you want it, it uh, misami has enough weapons and a cool cape i think they're good okay Sh uh sanku you are <laughs> the little twink boy who's never shot an arrow in his life is like Okay. Um, I think Shuji, you nearly put in Sanku's hands, probably, right? Yeah. Sanku's like, uh, yeah, sure, why not? I'll get a mock bone arrow, I can teach you. Wow! <laughs> okay, the sky piercing bow, just for you, Sanku. After this is gifted to you, I think Kumai Shai, like, you know, looks kind of left and right before coming up to you, Sanku, putting a hand on one cheek and kissing the other. Sanku's. Bluer than usual. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but she kind of pulls away after kissing your cheek, Senku, and she looks at the floor and says, If anyone can save us, it's you, Tree. We'll do our best. <laughs> I guess Thanks. with these gifts, we can't fail you now, then. Senku, <laughs> are you alright? You look quite ill. I'm fine. Hmm. Well, if you say so. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Nyan Faye kind of uh, smiles at you all and says, Now, if each team would take a plover charm, and uh, she gives, you know, the attendants go forward, and each of you takes mm -hmm. one, uh, who wants the plover charm? Give it to me. Okay, fine. It's my turn to get, get an item. <laughs> it's your turn. My turn to grab something and hold it. 
Okay. The Plover Champ does not have any mechanical effects, I'm pretty sure, but it's Hell very yeah. nice. It's a very nice thing, and it'll tell you where the Ruby Phoenix is. <laughs> which, okay. isn't that the most magical gift of all? That is so magical, yeah. Um, at the end of it, however, two attendants stand without a team, and they kind of look at each other quizzically. Oh? There's two teams that aren't here. You knew that not everyone was here, but I don't think it clicked with you that not everyone was here, and how like how few people oh, right. were here. Oh, Masami noticed one team absence, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah, who's the team that you noticed? Because I think you can look <laughs> around angrily for them. <laughs> the lightkeepers aren't here. Oh my god. What a who shock. fucking thunk it? But who else isn't here? Tino. Just Tino. There is no sign of Tino's toughest. Where the fuck are my boys? <laughs> Where did you put them? Where's Where's the dad? I will rescue them. Uh, Sanka's like, Where's Tino? And the others. Everyone kind of like looks among each other. Artus Rodrivan puts up a hand and says, I believe I saw the lightkeepers leaving after the Mogaru attack, presumably to go find what was happening. <laughs> Do you think Tino went after them? I hope not for his sake. Now, like I said, I need everyone to go find a way to cross those mountains. But Radiant Winds, if you'll come with me, I have someone I need to reintroduce you all to. Uh, okay. Sure. Before they leave, I wanted to ask, does Shen look okay? He looks... He looks weirdly okay is the problem. <laughs> like, he, like, he looks weirdly okay. Like, better than he was before. <laughs> I love him. I love him. So you much. might need to go check in on him later. <laughs> yeah, as they're like uh, leaving, Chuji is like looking at him. He's like power walking out of that arena. He is not waiting. He is getting ready for something. You don't know what. Yeah, um, Masami gives some of the like the other leaders of the teams the look of like, mm -hmm. if you want to know, talk to me. I think uh, Bavana catches your look and nods at you. And so does Ayawari. But uh, others like Sigrid, for example, are like just storming off, getting ready for something. Uh. Um, do you guys want to follow Nyan Fei? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys are brought down um, a little while away to the Ruby Village. Okay. And it's empty now. Very empty. Because the Ruby Village was so far out of Goka itself, uh, there's you escape most of the damage. But even here, stuff is knocked over from the earthquake footsteps, you know? But mm -hmm. a, as you get to the middle of town, you see a figure. A tall hobgoblin with blue skin and uh, golden-tinted uh, glasses. And this is a hobgoblin that you all recognize. Yeah. It's Vortanu. The previous winner of the Ruby Phoenix tournament. <laughs> oh. um, you met them briefly at the museum. Um, they were there at the event that your mom was showing, Chuji. Yeah. And you have a lot of admiration for them. Uh, them with their massive gun and their wind magic. You know, they were like, they stopped the Golden League from uh, hijacking the last Ruby Phoenix tournament 
and day one, uh, the Haojin tapestry, which ultimately led to Haojin being brought back to Galarian. You know? Chuji thinks they're so fucking cool. Vortanu turns to you all, and uh, I think they smile with tin lips and says, Radiant wins. And uh, they hold out a hand and says, From one winner of the Ruby Phoenix tournament to another, I'd like to congratulate you all on a spectacular showdown. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. I wish our first proper encounter were not under such circumstances. <laughs> Me too. Oh, what can you do? What I can do is put my ten years since my last Ruby Phoenix tournament to use. I'd like to pledge to you something truly extraordinary. Hmm? And she gestures and says, If you'll come this way into the clearing beyond the Ruby Village, I have uh, a very powerful and wealthy company. And today I pledge to you that company's most valuable asset. Mm. If you'll follow me. Okay. Do you all go? Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, you move into that clearing and you see it. Holy shit. Uh -huh. A massive vessel with two wings held aloft by an impossibly massive balloon of finest canvas hovers a foot off the tiles of this courtyard. A middle-aged Minkayan man bustles around the ship. He kind of like is, he doesn't notice you immediately, but uh, he does when um, Vortanu speaks out and says, ladies, gentlemen, and those who know better, I present to you the Solar Jian 2. Shuji, Masami, and Sanku all of you know about the Solar Jian. Mm -hmm. You heard about it at the museum, but more importantly, you've probably seen it at previous Ruby Phoenix tournaments, Shuji and Masami especially. This is an exact replica of one of Hao Jin's most powerful artifacts. A massive, powerful airship. Oh my god. And every year for the last few decades, this audaciously named ship, the Solar Jian 2, is used in the parades afterwards. It was supposed to be used in your celebration parade, flying over the sky, showing your faces as the new winners of the Ruby Phoenix tournament. And though that is yet to come to pass, the Solar Jian 2 evidently is pledged to you. Oh my god. Okay, sick. Um, <laughs> Shuji's jaw is slack. Senku is like, blinks. Uh. <laughs> He's like, oh my, oh my god. I think Masami is just speechless. <laughs> As you're all kind of staring, the guy kind of, like, the guy who's working on it, he kind of turns, and he snaps to attention, and he kind of bows. But then his official dumb is broken, because he fucking jogs up to you guys, and he's, like, punching his hands together, and, like, nearly jumping up and down to the spot a little bit. Um, he is a middle-aged man, and he is, I hate to say it, he is so fucking fine, you guys, oh my is, god. <laughs> is he fine as hell? He is so fine, are you um, gonna show him to us? Yeah, here you go. This is him. Um, hi. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hi. So, <laughs> so, uh, this guy, hi. he is middle-aged. I'm um, interested in men. He's got, um, kind of like, okay. long-ish <laughs> strands of hair, uh, a little bit of facial hair on his chin, and a, like, kind of wrap around his forehead. Uh, he has a brown coat, which is open in the middle to reveal bare chest. Oh my god. And he is the most Studio Ghibli man you have ever seen. He's a Hayao fucking slut. Miyazaki 
entered our realm and created the world's most beautiful man. <laughs> Bruh! And he's currently jumping up and down on the spot in front of you as he kind of bows a few times, uh, almost giddily. And he says, um, uh, Yosaran, at your service. Uh, I, I caught you all in the finals and I have to say, what a match. The way you moved and the spell work. I haven't seen such spell work since Harada painted about in 7211. Uh, I'll be your pilot for as long as you need uh, this ship. So wherever you go, just say the words. Okay. Hey, Terry. Um, yeah? Thank you. Do they jiggle? Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Make me a perception check. <laughs> Shuji is staring directly. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing Shuji's eyes are fucking hidden. <laughs> Literally. This is what they do it for. Here you go, I rolled privately. Uh, yeah, holy shit, they jiggle though. Holy fuck. Uh. Wow, guys. I love playing the game where we objectify men. <laughs> it's Objectifying good, that old man it? is a full-time job. And brother, I ain't never missed a day. <laughs> brother, I'm never gonna miss a day. <laughs> never called out. Um, oh my god. He kind of turns and points and says, uh, well, you probably know, but this is the pride and joy of the Sauron family. The Solar Jian too. Apparently my great-great-something grandmother built as a wedding gift for my great-something grandfather. So I hear I wasn't there myself. But uh, recently it was returned to the family by uh, Master Vortanu. Um, they still manage it and everything, but uh, I'm the pilot. And he grins. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> sorry. We landed to the tournament's victory parade each decade. But seems like Lady Yanfei says it's needed a little bit longer this time. Yeah, um, just a little bit. Just a, just a while longer, we are gonna need that. Senku's like, what got you so excited? Can you blame me? You're Ruby Phoenix winners! I've met Vortanu, of course, but you tree, by the stars above, I've never seen such incredible matches. When you were fighting against the uh, Winter's Roar on the Ruby Tower, Shichuji, you raced around it in such breakneck speed, and you took out, you punched several of them all in one go. And Masami, during that fight with the Lightkeepers, your chain lightnings, you kept them on their toes. I didn't know who would win, but you showed them who's boss. And uh, do you remember at the end that Foxfire you launched at Hu Ying? Genius! You saw that they were standing out of the way of your spells, but you figured out a loophole. That's incredible! And Senku, can I even begin to talk? The way you use magic, it reminds me of the techniques used by uh, uh, Yong Song Yu de Gourmands, his consuming shadow technique. The way that you utilized Lolo Sadagat, it's incredible! And of course, Chuji, you have the skill of Hara the Painted pummeling the 47 stars, and Masami. You nearly, you didn't quite, but you nearly broke the Bear of White Throne's record for most ring outs in a single tournament. All of you, you are incredible. I, <sighs> sorry. You're making me blush, okay. dude. I'm just, a, I'm just a fan of the Ruby Phoenix tournament. And my dad took me to one when I was five and I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> I get that, man. Me too. Yeah, sounds like someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I need you to know Chuji's gonna be talking with this guy the whole fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting on it. <laughs> and he kind of points and says, so this ship obviously can have quite a lot of people on it, but from what I understand, 
uh, Lady Yanfei has suggested that uh, the other teams go their own ways just in case something happens to this ship. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, apparently, Grandmother is quite the crafter. The ship is fast. It will protect you from the elements. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure yacht. No cannons or anything like that. Though I've made a few tinkers. So we'll see if they work out. And I think, oh. uh, as he says this, Vortan, who kind of clears their throat, like, a little suspiciously, is nothing bad. Plus, it's it's my family's yacht. Anyway. Jesus uh, hmm. <laughs> an eyebrow. I was actually in a spot of bad luck until just now because a lot of the people that I would have taken were injured during the kaiju attack. Oh, no. But I am proud to tell you that I found a new crew at very short notice and... Uh, there are also people who tried to enter the tournament. Apparently they were defeated, but they, they did well, apparently. They nearly got to the end. Uh, apparently they were one feather off. Huh. Um, oh, yeah? if you'd all like to come out, um, introduce yourselves. We're going to have to be really tight up on this ship. Uh, wait. And as Shipmates. he's saying this, three <laughs> figures step out from the ship, uh, all of them having fixed stuff. Uh, an orc. A half-orc, and a very big, burly catfolk man. Oh my I fucking god. knew it! <laughs> oh my god. I knew it! Please. And, indeed, you see a team that you remembered. It's Last <sighs> Brett, with Captain Baco, the catfolk barbarian, Clover, the half-orc beastkin scald, and Fervo Backblast, the orc inventor. Oh my god. Hell yeah. And I I think they come out and they're like scratching their heads and then they see you and there's like a moment where they're like staring before like Baco points and says Radiant Winds! Oh my... Hi! You guys? Last breath. Uh, Captain Baco comes forward and he pulls all three of you into a big cat hug. Oh, oh my god. Well, as I live and breathe, look at yous. I wasn't expecting it to be you that we were transforming. I knew it was something important, but... They're winners at our eight Ruby Phoenix tournament. <laughs> Look at you all go. Absolutely magnificent. You tree. I knew that we'd only be knocked out by the best of the best, eh? <laughs> Lucky you. And uh, Clover steps forward and kind of meekly coughs and says, No hard feelings for the last fight, right? I know we were a little bit um, at an inconvenient time for you all, but uh, maybe we, we're, we're cool. Oh, you're, we're cool, don't worry. And, uh, Fervo Backlash says, Yerp! <laughs> um, Baco grins and says, We'll be working alongside yous and Captain Yo. I'm only, uh, the quartermaster now, but you can still call me Captain. But we'll be doing our best to make sure that your journey on the Solar Jantu is nothing but absolutely splendid. After all, this might be the biggest ship we've ever piloted. And I think Clover speaks up and says, But we've never crashed a ship before. And uh, Fervo says, Yarp! Don't start now. And uh, Yo says, We'll be ready for takeoff in a few hours. Get everything you need. Go shopping. Do what you have to do. And hey, see you soon, okay? We've got a hell of an adventure ahead of us. Oh, do we? Dice will roll will return after these messages. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Yo tells you that you all have an hour. Uh, you all have a few hours. Uh, you can meet up with the other teams and discuss with them, uh, because I'm sure you have a lot to talk about. Okay? <laughs> uh, who wants to talk to a particular team first? Um, well, the thing about Masami is that they're talking to multiple. <laughs> Um, a you can't basically. You can't talk to all of them, but it doesn't all have to be on screen. Um, mm. If you'd like to say that you talk to all of them and tell them that you suspect the light keepers are up to foul play, let them in on. Do you let them in on everything? Yes, because I think that they at least. I think the teams that at least showed up are trustworthy enough <laughs> at this point. Mm. So you're telling them everything, including the ninjas. Yes. Do you tell them about your link to them? Yes. That is an extremely brave thing to do, Masami. Every single one of the teams does take it well. There, you get sympathy, you get nods of understanding. I think especially the uh, Biting Roses are especially open because they knew about the ninjas. They didn't realize that was your link to them. And for your bravery, I'm going to give you a hero point. Oh, shit. <laughs> so take that. But if there's any team that you want to have a specific social encounter with, Find out what they're doing, what their plans are as they leave town, you know? Mm. Now's the time. So anyone, fire away. I know that uh, Misami wants to talk to the Biting Roses. Okay. So, do you go seek them out? Yeah. Misami, you go look for them. I think this is after you've already gone and made the rounds, and you're going back to them to check in one last time. Mm. And they had been packing earlier. And you find them, and they're having a leisurely meal at a tea <laughs> si- like a bridgeside tea shop. They're literally just eating food and drinking tea. Their bags are packed beside them, but they are chilled the fuck out, which is ridiculous. I think Kumasami walks up to them and places a hand on their hip like, one last meal before the ride? Uh, Lantondo looks up, and uh, he is uh, doing harrow cards at the moment. He's, like, doing readings. And he says, Ah, oh, Sammy, good to see you again. And uh, Yarika, 
I think kind of like laughs as she lounges and says, take it easy. It's all about being in the right place at the right time, right? I guess I suppose so. Guess I could learn a thing from you guys. What? How are you all doing? What's up on uh, your side? Are you doing all right? <sighs> well, after divulging the secrets that I have been hiding for since I met Chuji and Sanku, I I don't really know how to feel. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think um, Lantando kind of like looks at you, and he says, um, "It's a." very deep secret and I I'm happy that you trusted us to tell us if we had known well I don't know it would have changed much but now that we do know and all cards are on the table you will have the allegiance of the biting roses forever now that I can say is comforting um I think he slaps your shoulder a little Masami and says Masami Takahara you're one of the greatest fighters I've ever met if anything it's comforting to know that we have you on our side <laughs> Well, everyone needs a good ally. On both sides of the road. Lantondo says, Yeah, I don't suppose you'd like a Harrow reading quickly. Perhaps you might find some stuff about your future. <laughs> you know what? Why not? Alright, let's see. And I fucking grab my Harrow deck and it falls all over the place. Oh god! Oh Pick god! Pick up. <laughs> I pick two pick up? Okay, uh, I don't know much about Harrow, but I know about Harrow... And he says, uh, oh, the unicorn and the survivor. Oh, that's most interesting. You see, what that means, and he's cut off, because <laughs> Yarika gasps. And she's looking at the bottom of her teacup. And she says, oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Um, one second. Um, god, where's my gold? And she, like, pulls out a bag of gold and puts it on the table and says, everyone, come with me. Uh, and uh, the team says, oh, like, like Lantondo says, oh, for God's sake, my, my reading. <laughs> you can and, tell me about it later. I will, don't worry. And um, <laughs> I think Artus like, stands up, uh, kisses you on the forehead, Masami says, we'll see you soon, all right? <laughs> see you soon. And the three of them gather their bags, walk up to the back, of the, uh, walk up to the bridge, stand on the side, and then step backwards off the bridge, falling. Blinks. Masami, what do you do? I think Masami, like, runs over. <laughs> like, uh, hello? You run over, and you can see that the Biting Roses are safe and sound on the back of a cargo boat that just happened to be passing by. <laughs> <laughs> Yarika waves up to you and says, Goodbye, Masami! Say hi to Chuji. We'll see you on the other shore. <laughs> Masami does like a big wave back and says, I will. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Crazy bastards, I'll see you later. <laughs> um, Alright, who wants to talk to a team next? Uh, I'd like to check up on my boy. Uh, your boy, yo. Oh, I meant Shen, but <laughs> boy in a less platonic sense. Yeah, your boy like your boy. My boy. You was my boy, <laughs> but Shen's my boy. Not that kind of boy. No, not that kind <laughs> of boy. So, Chuji, you kind of like jog down the streets, and you hear them before you see them. Uh-huh. 
the sound of a Morlin Kur played by Halspin the Stung as it drifts from a wide marketplace. You hear Halspin the Stung playing loudly on his instrument, and you hear Junxiao singing with that beautiful angelic voice first uh, from like maybe a block away before you get there. Mm-hmm. And you see that uh, Steps of the Sun are in a uh, kind of marketplace area, and there are people surrounding it on all sides, watching in awe as uh, the two musicians sing and play this in- incredible music uh, as Sway the Celestial Rock uh, is being loaded with uh, bags upon bags upon bags by um, some other Azamar. Um, it seems to be people from Shen's village, perhaps, uh, mm-hmm. who are like putting all of uh, the Steps of the Sun's traveling and adventuring gear into these bags on Sway's back. And standing at the top of uh, Sway, kind of like guiding this orchestra of work along before the adventure begins, is Liang Shen. Um, and the way that he's standing, um, the light reflects off his pearlescent skin. Um, his hair kind of sways in the wind as he like directs people to like, you know, do this now, uh, take up these bags, put them towards the front, etc. Um, and he just has this commanding and confident presence that compared to only a few days ago, the ramen smelling man in his like, in his uh, crop top that you like, you know, met in a damp room after his defeat. It's like night and day, pun intended, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you feel, Chuji, as you come into the square and you see Shen like this? I think that it's... Obviously, it's nice to see that Shen is doing well. Um, or better. He He's definitely not in his uh, funny funny boy crop top and uh, stinky ramen room. Um, not presently, but, you know, no, maybe later. For now, yeah. Uh, it's really... <laughs> I think it's really easy for Chuji to get a little bit uh, mesmerized whenever Shen is around. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. right now is no different. They've 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 come across this like scene, uh, and he's very easy to look at. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Okay. Uh, so you don't interrupt. You just watch. Yeah, I I think Judy takes some comfort in seeing Shen a little bit in not his element per se, but in in an uh, in an element. Mm-hmm. Um, as Shen is standing upon Sway's back and using his fan to point around, kind of like clacking it closed and like making sweeping motions, almost like he is the conductor, you know, of a beautiful piece of music. Um, his head kind of turns and he sees you in the crowd, Chuji, and his face turns into something like a scowl a little bit, but it's not... It's not entirely annoyed. It's more like, oh, here we go again, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and he leaps up into the air, and he kind of, like, lands directly in front of you, which is not an easy feat. He was not close to you. Uh, and he uh-huh. rears up to his full height, kind of standing above you, Chuji. Uh, and he looks down, and he clicks his tongue and says, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that we were having a parade today. Is that why you're standing and gawking? 
a performance is a performance. I mean, he raises an eyebrow. Dot. Kind of hard not to look. <laughs> he raises an eyebrow about that and says, "This isn't a performance, Chuji. It's preparation. It would be appropriate for you to be doing the same. What are you doing here?" I happen to have some free time. They kind of like shrug with like a, a grin. Free time. Now of all times, you have free time. Well, Ooh, wouldn't I... it be nice to be you, she Chuji, where free time just falls onto your lap? And he kind of like smirks a little bit. <laughs> In a way that's, again, a little bit affectionate, but also, you know, he's a prick. Yeah, he's a prick. Chuji uh, just crosses their arms. He kind of tilts his head and says, But, coyness aside, why are you here? Is everything all right? Um, that's what I wanted to ask you, actually. <laughs> How were you doing? Not that I care. He raises an eyebrow before brushing past that. Um, there's still, like, smoke coming out of places every once in a while. Um, it's not... Shit's not great. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he furrows his brow a little bit and says, In an odd way, I'm doing better than I would have expected. Yesterday, Koka experienced the worst disaster in its history. Many people were hurt and injured. Priceless historical sites were destroyed. And the Ruby Phoenix was captured. If you want to ask me how I'm doing, I suppose the best way to put it is, I feel I have a duty now. A duty to help restore this city to what it was, to make things right, and to to bring the Ruby Phoenix back. That, I am sure, he kind of looks down at you, is a duty that you and I both understand, correct? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> His eyes narrow and says, Do you? Well, of course I understand. I want to get the Ruby Phoenix back. I want to help my city, too. And yes, here you are, standing around watching me. <laughs> they, like, shrink a little bit. They feel a, a bit bad, but they're also just embarrassed that they did, in fact, take the time out to go in. Why did you come here? Why did you come here, Chuji? Did you want something? No. Just wanted to see you, that's all. I think that makes his eyebrows raise in earnest for a second before... Flash, neutral face, unimpressed. There was like a moment of surprise before. And he kind of tilts his head and says, Noted. But you could at least put yourself in good use here. Help me uh, pack these bags, and afterwards you can help these people set up their stalls. The city doesn't stop just because there was a, there was a disaster. These people still need to make a livelihood, and I'm sure you'll appreciate helping them out afterwards, right? He kind of looms over you, having uh, trapped you into doing civil duty. Um, right, yeah. Um, like, intimidated? You are briefly reminded that this is a man who entered the Ruby Phoenix, not just for fame and glory, but to help his village. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are being roped into doing the exact goddamn same thing. <laughs> You do help him, and I think you like maybe it takes you another half hour. Um, like the extra hands are appreciated, and like Junxiao and Halspin are both like, "Nice, mm. thanks," you know. 
Um, by the end of it, uh, Sway is fully packed with just like huge saddle with bags upon bags of all kinds of things that will be needed. Healing potions, rations, weapons, tents, etc. You know, like he is carrying enough to take a party on an expedition through the most the tallest mountains in the world. You know, mm -hmm. like the wall of heaven is called that because it is very, very tall. Yeah, fair. You know? Um, and at the end, um, I think Shen kind of stands with you and he sends you a sidewards glance and uh, he kind of nods. And I think he brings a hand to your cheek, Chuji. I think he leans mm -hmm. in and he pushes your bangs aside a little bit so he can look you in the eyes. It's cute. <laughs> he looks you in the eyes and he's like, He's got kind of like a serious face on as he's like looking properly at you, you know? Uh-huh. And maybe this is his first time actually seeing that you have red eyes, but he looks down at you, Chuji, and says, just tell me that you'll come out of this in one piece. That's all I need. For f Did Sway eat your tongue when I wasn't looking? No, I... No. Yes, no. And do you want to make me a quick will save? What? Do you want to make me a quick will save? Oh, sure. Public? Uh, yeah, if you want. 47? Okay. I think that does pass, but you have never wanted to kiss him more. Yeah, Chiji's looking at him and they've, their, like, cheeks are, like, dusted blue. Um... They, <laughs> they stop themselves from doing something fucking stupid and weird. Um, and literally probably ruining their relationship. But I think that they, they smile at Shen and they extend a hand out. Like, not for him to shake, but to, like, grab. Like, you know, you've seen action movies. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, I know the movies you're talking about. Yeah, he yeah, takes yeah, the yeah. hand and kind of places it against his chest. Which again, I will remind you. He has Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, save that for a second. <laughs> um, uh, Chuji like holds out their hand and they're like, "Beat you to it." Okay. <laughs> he raises an eyebrow. Must everything be a competition with you, Chuji? It's more fun that way. I'm serious. Come out of this in one piece. I, I will. Was it that difficult? He kind of pushes you away a little bit. Yes. <laughs> they they've uh backed the fuck off and they uh, are turning the opposite way so Shen cannot see their face. Uh and they like Ever the poet she Chuji. And he turns his back on you as well. <laughs> Before I think he kinda like looks over his shoulder again and he pauses and says Well I'll see you soon. Once we've rescued the Ruby Phoenix. You fucking wish. And I think with that, he whistles and Sway kind of like picks him up by uh, the like by his belt and kind of flips him into the air. He does a cool double backflip, lands on uh, Sway's back and uh, kind of raises a fan, flips his arm forward and Sway calls before flapping his wings and rushing off into the sky, taking Steps of the Sun with him. God, I love Shen and his sick tricks. <laughs> I I think that Chuji like sits down on the kind of patio that they have, 
um, and just just sticks their ha- their head in their hands and sits there. Um, I think a kid comes up to you. And says, hey, Mister, are you okay? Go away. <laughs> Aren't you that guy from the Ruby Phoenix tournament? Uh, Chuji like uh, uh, uncovers their face and like rears their arms back, like they're like scaring the fuck out of this kid. They're gonna boo. The kid goes, <laughs> fucking scampers away, like fucking <laughs> dashing away to their mom. <laughs> um, you doing okay, Chuji? How how are you feeling? LGBTQ. I there's been a lot of moments where Chuji has wanted to kiss Shen, a lot, many, a lot. This is just one more. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that you'll get a chance to later, right? <laughs> one day. Just make sure you survive everything. <laughs> Uh, Senku, is there anyone you'd like to meet with? Hmm. Senku can talk to Interzora. Okay. Uh, Senku, you go exploring, and you find them down by the docks, where they're outfitting a massive longship. Um, it has, like, uh, the head of a dragon at its uh, front, um, red and white striped sails, shields adorning the sides, and um, several Vikings, who you suppose must have come here to... Uh, Follow the legend of these guys. And um, as you're approaching, uh, Bjorn says, Ah, Senku, hello! How are you? D- you doing well? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Mostly I'm worried about my friends. I mean, mm. I got a little hurt, but like, I'm not... I don't live here and my family's safe, so... Uh, I think a uh, hand claps down on your back, Senku. And it's, um... It's uh, a trough. And Truff says, Ah, uh, the Kaiju Slayer is among us. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, your legend will be well known, Sanku. Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, you'll have to change it to Sanku, Witch Prince of the Kaiju, hmm? <laughs> I think I prefer the sea, but thank you. Um, Kel Pashar kind of uh, nods, says, What do you think of the ship? This is the kind of boat we sail back home. And it looks like Tale of the Kingdom that Lady Beetle wants to create has reached those who need it. Um, Sanku takes a look at the ship. It looks, uh, extremely different, I suppose, from any kind of ships that he would have seen. Yeah, it's nothing like what you've ever seen before. I like it. I've never seen a ship that looks like that. Lola comes out of your back, Sanku, and says, With a dragon head like that? Hmm, thank you, my boy. These elfins really know how to make a ship! Yeah, they do. And I think Sigrid turns and smiles and says, Sanku, it's good to see you. Are you willing to say goodbye to us before we head out on our treacherous journey? Yeah, I wanted to see you guys before you headed off. Would you like to know our plan? Sure. We are going to travel towards the sudden flare ourselves by sea and make oh. land at Kaifen Bay, one of the few landing sites in the region, before continuing across the mountains, and she punches her hands together. On foot! You're crazy. Not crazy. We are well accustomed to treacherous journeys such as these. Ice and snow, common as they may be in the wall of heaven, will not stop us. Where magic fails, where, uh, where flight won't work, we shall walk on foot to our destination and find Haujin ourselves. Fair enough. And you, boy, how are you going to get there? Um, we have the Solar John 2. It's like an airship. Mm. 
and the one that sh flies over the uh, the celebrations at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Most impressive, but I tell you, nothing surpasses Elfin craft when it comes to ships. Well, I hope that you do. I hope that you do it. Shall we make a wager? Who do you think will get there first? Well, I can't. I can't say I don't think that I'll win. Then don't, because we will. And she kind of like <laughs> claps your shoulder, Sanku, and says, We'll see you very soon. You stay safe, okay? You too. Pass your regards, my friends. Sure. Kick some ass. I will, of course. And as uh, she turns and says, Bring the supplies! Make sure not to skimp out on the meat! And, uh, Sanku, uh, how do you feel as you're leaving? Um, I think he is feeling... I, th I think he's feeling a little hopeful right now. Um, he's... I think he's still worried about the others because they seem to be in really awful moods. Um, <laughs> and I, he understands why, believe me. Um, but he's a little worried about them, but he himself is okay, I think, right now. Okay. So, uh, Masami, um, I think you're walking down the road at this point when suddenly you hear a noise. And it's the sound of galloping. And you suddenly find yourself cut off. And you kind of nearly probably get ready to pull out a weapon and stab whatever the fuck this thing is. <laughs> They've been on edge enough, so probably... But you see that it is a horse. What? Oh, Jesus, it's a beautiful horse. It's got crystalline hooves. It's got eyes of white marble and a mane that flows like desert sand. Uh. And on the back of the horse is, whoa, whoa, easy, says Raunak, who kind of like calms down his steed and says, hey, Takahara, how are you doing? All good? All things considered, yeah, uh, nice, nice ride. Oh, yeah, hey, uh, hey, where did we get these? And, um, I think, um, Bavana kind of, like, is following on foot and says, You weren't supposed to go par with it. Apologies. No worries. This is a genie-bound horse. The Academy of Golden Hymns, the school that we attended. Once it received a number of these horses from Quadria as a gift... And the arms of balance have uh, found that our elemental mastery has allowed us to give them strength and endurance far beyond what they may normally be capable of. And Rana kind of rubs his chin and says, Yeah, apparently there's like a monastery up in the mountains that the Academy has like a long-standing relationship with. So we're gonna see if the chimes lead in the same way and ride our horses up that way. So hey, who knows? Maybe okay. if you uh, head to any monasteries... You might see us. He kind of winks. <laughs> well, I'll be on the lookout, then. Hmm. You ever ride a horse before, Masami? Ah. Uh, once. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Uh, Do you wanna? Jor, uh, uh, as they <laughs> look at the others, like, um. <laughs> yeah, Bavana just sighs. And you can see, like, Sunita and Bumat are also, like, jogging up, panting out of breath at this point. As Ranak hops off and his giant crystal hooved marble eyed horse looks at you and like it snorts and like dust comes from its nostrils. <coughs> uh okay. Do you want to make a nature check? Oh god, I don't know if they're all that great at those. 
Let's see. Uh-oh. I just saw you make sure it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Let's see how this goes. You want me to do private? Uh, no, you can do it public. You'll figure out very quickly whether or not it's a success. Yeah, that's fair. 25? <laughs> no! Yeah. <laughs> you, like, put a single hand on the horse and it bucks. And, it, like, it rises up on both feet and, like, kind of flips its arms around a little bit. And Oof. immediately Bumat and Sunita kind of come closer and says, Whoa, 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 easy! And Ramnik's like, uh... I guess it's an <laughs> elemental thing. You know, because... Genie can. Sorry, Masami. <laughs> no worries. I can't be good at everything. Hey. It's why you're good at the cans, right? That's true. <laughs> and you're better at this than I am. Bavana smiles and says, We wish you nothing but the best of luck, son. We'll see you over there, okay? Yeah. See you guys. And good luck to you, too. Keep Ranek's facetious invitation in mind. If you find yourself <laughs> at a monastery, uh, hopefully we'll be there already. Here's hoping. And she bows a little bit. And she leads Raunach and his terrible, beautiful horse away. How are you doing? Um, <laughs> I think they kind of just laughed at themselves a little bit. Seeing the other teams and their antics, I think, uh, put them in a bit of a better mood, honestly. Mm -hmm. It got their mind off of the everything else. Do you, do you mean, do you mean that the thing that cheered you up was the greatest power of all? I'm gonna... <laughs> the, the, the power of... The power I'll... of... I will break your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and that's you, Masami. Yes. Uh, Chuchi and Sanku, I think the two of you meet up. Mm -hmm. You're both seeking out um, speakers to the wind, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You guys find them together, and they are in the marketplace. And I think you hear before you see anything, you hear a voice kind of angrily calling out and that voice says no we don't have enough like I don't know what you want me to say but we need more and you're gonna give us a discount because of how much we're buying that's how bulk discounts work we buy all your stock and then some you give it to us for crazy cheap okay <coughs> and I think Chuji and Sanku the two of you think back to a long time ago this uh <laughs> in the streets of a uh, seaside city where Chuji once angrily haggled for clams in a similar way. <laughs> Do you guys want to go look, uh, check it out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the person that you see there is Aquila Stormheel. And surrounding her are all the other students of Speakers of the Wind, not Speaker Ayuari. They seem to be doing an errand and they seem to be buying a shit ton of uh, Cinnabar. And the person that they're buying from is also a familiar face. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the alchemist Joba Jahamut, who, Chuji, uh, you recognize from Danger Island. He was, uh, he sold you potions on the first day and was tried to become yeah. your bestie. Uh, the very heavy set, um, also a Moanki guy, um, is trying to talk to them, but he is knocking true. He's like, I'm just telling you, if you want this much, if you want this much, um, Cinnabar, you're gonna need to start paying the right price, or I'll go out of business. In uh, Strings on the River Inkila, like, makes a web to Aquila Stormheel. Like, are you sure this isn't enough? And she's like, uh, I don't know. Is it enough? I don't think it's enough. And Netir puts up hands and says, if our calculations are right, maybe? Um, 
I think Chuji gives uh, Senku like a look before <laughs> kind of um, walking up to them and uh, uh, probably ta who's in the back of the group? Uh, at the back of the group, uh, at the back of the group, Ovark and Nala to Reed are standing there. Uh, Chuji taps on Ovark's shoulder. Huh? Oh, hey, Chuji, Sanku, Lolo, hi! It's so good to see you all. Um, hey, you guys are doing you guys... okay? Did you see? I... I mean, obviously you saw King Magaru yesterday. Wasn't that incredible? I mean, wait, what am I saying? You guys bet him. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, we didn't beat him, but um, hey, are you guys good? No. Yes, we just need a lot of cinnabar. What for? Um. Well, essentially, you know the place we're heading towards. Yeah. The mountains. Um, there's this thing around it. It's a planar fabric around what people are calling the Southern Flare. It seems to be mm -hmm. unusually distorted. Teacher Iowari, yeah, Teacher Iowari says that teleporting there isn't going to be simple. In fact, it may actually mess up our teleportation. And we don't want to try that. Oh. And Ovax says, unless we have enough stabilizing agent to uh, make it safe to teleport there ourselves, which is what the Cinnabar is for. Oh. The more Cinnabar we get, the safer our journey is going to be. And we've got to be really safe if we want to teleport into somewhere that really hates teleportation. I mean, that's fair. Uh, how much Cinnabar do you need each? Uh, he turns and Achilles says, more than this! And... <laughs> Joba says, hey, she chewed you, right? You're my friend. You Come here, Chuchi, come here. Hey, buddy. Your friend, uh, which prince of the water, right? What's his name? Of the sea, but this is Senku, yeah. Senku, Senku, boy. Come here, come here. Uh, Senku's like, okay. <laughs> All right, you two, can you just tell my good customers here that a deal needs to be fair for both sides? And Aquila shoots knives out of her eyes at both of you. Well, let's not fair about it. It's... Chuji, friend. Yeah, pal? Sanku, oh, can boy. you tell can you tell your friend how much Cinnabar is on that crate right now? And uh, Sanku, you look, it's a, it's a pile that's as tall as you are. It, it's like five feet something tall. That's a lot of Cinnabar. These guys want to play me a few platinum for it. I can't do that! Uh, how much are you asking for? I'd say 100 platinum for this much. And Akil's like, oh, come on, we're heroes of the city! That's all you need? You still gotta make a bit of a profit. But if there's a problem, do you need help paying for it? No, it's I can the help you. The thing. We have the money, I just don't want to. Come on! says, maybe we should just pay the full price. She's like, no! Chuji looks at Senku. Why don't you know that haggling isn't just offering like one percent of the amount? Yeah, right? I know, but he was rude to me. I didn't know Did who you, you are. I didn't keep up with the tournament. I'm sorry. Rude. <laughs> um. Well, good luck in this uh, transaction. <laughs> you guys are doing great. Whatever you're doing, hope you get that cinnabar. Hope you get your right price. Uh. Let's head. Uh, uh, <laughs> like pats the back of Senku's back. Um, I don't think we're needed here. 
okay. Uh, so you guys kind of skip away. Sorry, I'm not getting involved in a business transaction. Uh, that's fair. Um, have you seen Tino at all? No. Um, I actually haven't. Still. You worried about them too? Well, yeah. It's been a while, and I'm worried that they went after... Yeah. Hey, we can look around a little bit more, okay? Mm-hmm. They'll turn up. Probably. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, so do you guys want to meet up with Masami? Yeah. Sure. The three of you meet up, and I think you probably meet up in the, uh, your favorite place in the world, the never-ending market. Um, even though just yesterday a kaiju attack devastated the city, it's mostly up and running. That's good. Imagine your city gets attacked by a kaiju and you go to your fucking 9 to 5 the next day. Well, they gotta make money, especially now that their fucking houses got blown up. I know, but fucking oh, imagine. God. It's a little funny, is the thing. A little bit. <laughs> um, what do you guys say to each other? Hi. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. What'd you do? Uh, walked around, saw the Biting Roses, and Arms of Balance. Your best use says hi, by the way, Chuchi. Oh, I'll have to. <laughs> I gotta tell her hi next time. <laughs> I miss her. Um, have you seen either of those two groups while you were out? No, definitely haven't seen Tino, and there would have been a pretty obvious tell if I saw the Lightkeepers. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I also didn't see them. I did see um. I did see Winter's Roar, and we did also see um, Speeders to the Wind. Oh, how yeah. are they doing? Uh, Winter's Roar is getting on. They have a, they have like a, a Viking ship. It's really different than the ships that we have. Huh. Huh. Um, Speeders to the Wind are uh, doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. They're good, but I think they're they're gonna be at the market stalls a little while longer. But uh, Steps of the Sun are doing good. That's good. You, by the way, do have an insane amount of money. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why Chuji offered to pay. Because you have too much. How much money do you? How much platinum do you have right now, guys? Uh, Chuji has <laughs> nine hundred ninety-three. You have nine hundred ninety-three platinum. Hold yep. on, I'm gonna blow you out of the water. I have a thousand and nineteen platinum. What the fuck? Uh, thought it'd be funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Eight hundred three platinum. You can also sell stuff you don't want anymore. <laughs> oh boy. Do you guys want to buy anything? Because, like, the whole market is here waiting for you. Let's start with you, Masami. Masami, what would you like to buy here in the never-ending market? Well, scrolls are always good because Masami can always just put them into their spellbook. Of course. That's right. Um, I did see a keen rune. Keen runes are very good. You probably saw that. Uh, honestly, probably in the shop of uh, one Saranyu Jeanpong, the uh, Ifrit weapon dealer, uh, who has many more weapons you might like, by the way. Like, there's a lot of cool weapons he's got for you. And then I was also thinking about getting a tattoo, maybe. A tattoo? Okay, what kind of tattoo? Reflexive. What's a re Okay, so what's a reflexive tattoo do? Let's start with that. 
So a reflexive tattoo is basically any second level or um, below spell I can just cast on myself. Okay. Holy shit, what? For real? Yeah. Okay, so how much does that cost? It is 350 gold, frequency once per day, effect, if the next action... If the next action you use is to cast a spell of second level or lower, that affects that affects or targets only you, you can hide that you're casting it. Okay. So I think, Masami, you find your way to a um, fetchling who is a shadow human. Um, he's got gray skin and his hair is kind of in a bun, but you can see all over his body uh, are, you know, beautiful tattoos. You take a look around um, and you probably like, discuss with him the magic power you want on this tattoo which is reflexive but specifically what kind like what does he want this tattoo to look like oh i think i think at the base of their neck it's going to be um a jade moon a jade moon at the base of your neck for their god for Sikia. oh that's really good i like that a lot um okay awesome yeah, he, like, takes maybe an hour or two putting this in, and the ink itself kind of, like, bleeds magic that glows into you a little bit. Um, and you feel a little bit stronger because of it. And you now have a reflexive tattoo. Um, is this going to be out in the open? I know you kind of have, like, a collar usually around your neck, but, or, like, are you going to pull that down so it's uh, easy to see, or what's the plan? Um, I think it can... I think if they have their hair up, um, it's slightly peeking through from their, uh, their, uh, it's on the, yeah. it's on the back of your head, like around yeah. the, I like that a lot. Okay, cool. Um, he finishes this and says, personally, I think this might be one of the best tattoos I've ever done. Very nice. And he, you know, takes her gold and says, so off to save the world. <laughs> uh, you could put the, put it that way off to help the Ruby Phoenix. Hmm. If anyone can do it, it'd be you guys. I support Radiant Winds, after all. <laughs> well, thank you for your support. <laughs> uh, and do you pay for that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. What else is on your shopping list? Uh, the Keen Rune. Okay, the Keen Rune. Uh, you make your way down to uh, Saranyu Jeanpong, the uh, weapon dealer, the Ifrit that you met before, and he sees you approaching and says, Takahara! I see that you, the weapons I sold you, did you well. That dancing rune, I told you it would bring you good luck. What can I do for you today? Uh, well, I was thinking maybe a keen rune on my signature weapon, and they take out their chukdo. A keen rune. He kind of looks at it and kind of strokes the chin and says, Yeah, one of these, it'll give your weapon uh, a finer edge. You're more likely to do some serious hurt when you uh, hit with it. That's the idea. And so this rune gives you a nat 20s on a 19, which normally for a game where just getting higher than 10 is a crit immediately doesn't mean that much. But I will let you get nat 20 cards on a 19. <laughs> uh, so are you going to take that? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, take the money out of your account, put it, uh, put the keen rune onto your... Is it your Chocoto? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and he kind of grins and says, Now that I have you here, I don't suppose I could interest you in any of the other weapons I have. The Blade of Four Energies, the Buzzsaw Fu, the Guando of the Artist. 
the Skyrider Katano, the uh, Storming Juandurero, anything? Oh, they are tempting, but I'm not sure if I should be... I don't know how many weapons I can pull out in one go. <laughs> Take no mind of it. You've already given me a substantial amount of gold. <laughs> but you go out there, and you do to uh, whatever that person who took away our Ruby Phoenix, what you did to King Mogaru. Okay? Oh, count on it. Radiant wins for victory, and he kind of uh, he kind of holds out his hand for you to shake. They shake it. And he nods and grins, and uh, you kind of turn, and is there anything else on your shopping list? Uh, I mean, there were some scrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could probably hop over to uh, Madame Ebnali, the uh, scroll seller. She has a lot of scrolls. It's sure. <laughs> okay, you make your way in. Uh, the Wayang merchant uh, kind of looks up and says, Welcome! If it isn't Masami Takahara, Sword of the Radiant Winds, what can I get you today? Hmm. I was thinking maybe some good scrolls along the lines of level 7, maybe. Well, what spell are you most interested in learning? Uh, I have a few. Maybe I can get your input. Uh, project image, time beacon, or force cage are my topics. All three of those are spells that I would be able to sell you in scroll form. Project image is exceptionally useful for illusions and trickery. Time beacon is a way of testing out something dangerous without dealing with the consequences. And a force cage, of course, stops the most terrifying of opponents in their place. It really depends on whether you'd like to go with something tricksy, something cautionary, or something defensive. Well, considering what I'm going to be up against later, I think maybe having another trick up my sleeve or a good defensive option is a good idea. I couldn't agree more. How about this? For saving the city, I'll give you two for the price of one. Oh, my god. Um, okay. My business would have been crushed if it hadn't been for the Radiant Wind's heroism. Consider a token of my tanks. Oh, sure. Yeah, that, that sounds nice. Thank you very much. Um, she smiles, and which are the two spells you're taking? Um, Project Image and Force Cage. Okay, well, you can add... Uh, I assume you're going to try learn them? Uh, yes. You can just add those to your spell book, Dan. Okay. Uh, I won't make you roll the check. You're pretty fucking competent. <laughs> is that everything you want, Masami? That is everything, yes. Okay, and there you go. Sanku! Um, yeah! You're walking around the never-ending market as well, right? I am... I think uh, you told me the kind of the items you'd like to buy. We did a quick look. Um, mm -hmm. I think you are walking around the market. Mm hmm. And I think you see a shop that catches your attention. And you don't know why it catches your attention. It looks pretty normal from the outside, maybe a little cluttered. Uh, it looks like. Um, the exterior looks like the way that the interior of Howl's Moving Castle looks. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot okay. of stuff everywhere. You don't know. There's something about it that makes you want to 
check it out. Uh, and okay. Lolo kind of like slitters out of your bag and says, Sankru, what's wrong? You seem to be giving, you seem to be perplexed by something. I don't know. That shop just looks interesting. Well, you don't really know what you're looking to buy, right? Perhaps this is the place to go. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I think he's, uh, he's like, maybe they'll have candy too. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> it's a... Maybe it's a candy store. Oh, goodness I knows know I need that. some at this point. We've had such a rough time. Oh. We can get you candy anyways, even if it's not a candy store. Um, and he goes inside. Uh, he seems chuffed. And uh, you kind of like enter. And inside this shop is the world's coolest shopkeeper. Um, okay. The interior of the shop is very much so just as cluttered house was in Castle Core. There's like stuff everywhere. You have to like duck to get through like talismans hanging from the ceiling and inside the shop about five feet tall and maybe three feet wide is a catfolk man he okay. is very fat very uh very sleepy looking he's got a big dumb smile on his face he's a calico cat and he is dressed like a wizard like he's got he's got a big fucking hat and big fucking like uh cloak on and he's like greetings meow i am young goyang meow welcome to my store if you're coming in here meow then it seems that you have been attracted by my magical wares meow they're calling out to you meow kind of obsessed with him um he he's look he kind of waves a hand and says Enjoy yourself with any of these wares. Pick out the ones that call to you, Meow. They're the ones that are meant for you, Meow. Okay. Lolo kind of comes onto your shoulder and says, Sankru, watch out. It appears this may be a shuckster of some sort. Perhaps a scam artist. I don't know. Be on the lookout. And, oh, what's that? He says, and he immediately turns and looks at something. And there's a wand on the wall. And he's like, big eyed at it. Uh, he sort of squints so you can see it. It's very fancy looking. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's made. It's like coated in velvet around the handle with like golden rings and like very fine wood. And Lola's like, "My word, what is that?" And um, Yang kind of comes forward and says, "Ah." I see you found one of my finest wares, Meow. That is a wand of pampered pet. And Lolo, his eyes widen. And he looks at this fucking cat, all mistrust lost. <laughs> Thank you. Ask him what it does. Uh, what does it do? Well, once per day, it allows you to cast Pet Cachet, which allows you to store a pet in an extra-dimensional space, Meow. The accommodations inside this extra-dimensional space are, one using this wand, luxurious and spacious, Meow. The food is delicious gourmet cuisine tailored to the pet's palate, Meow. The habitat is the perfect temperature and environment for the pet, Meow, complete with comfortable bed or lounging area, Meow. And... A pair of phantom hands pampered a pet, patting, grooming, or playing with it at the creature's whim, meow. And Lolo's oh, mouth thanks. drops. Senku goes to keep looking at other things. No, Senku, hold on. Perhaps there's some merit to this pet cash thing. 
Aren't you tired of me having to rummage through your bag and misplace all your items? Not really. Well, let me say that it would do you some great benefits on your journey to have a, a, a luxury space for your powerful and wise mentor to rest in. But you always just sleep on my chest. Mm -hmm. But that's only because you have failed to provide for me a, su a suitable bed. But I like when you sleep on my chest. Well, that's all well and good, Sanku, but have you ever thought about what I need? <laughs> oh my god. You don't like sleeping with me? I, no, Sanku, I really like sleeping on your bed, but this didn't really give me massages. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, have I not... Have I not taught you well? Have I not raised you to be a powerful witch? Is this how you repay me? By forcing me to sleep in a bag when I could be sleeping in an extra-dimensional palace? Okay, fine. How Hooray. much is this? 75 gold, meow. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, what a steal, Senku. <laughs> Use it now. Okay! Oh, I, think you're, I now, think you're too excited about that. Now... Young man, you just point it at any a, a clot or somewhere that you can open and close. Uh, your cape would do fine, or inside the bag, or even under your crown. Okay. Lolo's fucking shifting. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my god. I still want to look around the store for other things. You can't put me away first. You don't want... To help me shop? <laughs> I think you're spoiled. Regardless, uh, do you look around? Because there are some other items that do pop out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which that you find after looking around a little bit is a little jar. Um, and to your eyes, it seems to be just a little, j a little jar with some sand in it. But there's something about it that jumps out to you, and you seem to really like it. What is this? Uh, Yang comes comes closer, kind of like mewling, and he's like, Well, that, my friend, that is a hexing jar. If I called out to you, Meow, are you perhaps a witch of some sort, Meow? Uh, uh-huh. Well, a hexing jar, Meow. When you wear this around your neck, the next day your patron will command something to grow from it, Meow. Using this jar, once per day you can recall a focus point without needing to uh, focus. Essentially, in the blink of an eye, your patron will channel his power through you into this jar and give you back a focus point. And you can use it to boost your defenses whenever you critically hurt someone with one of your spells or hexes. Sounds like a steal for only 1,200 gold. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Ka-ching! He gives it to you and Lolo looks over and says, Hmm. Yes, I'm sure something beautiful will spout from that Sanku. Good choice. Thank you. He keeps um, looking. The next thing you find is a little bunch of posies. Uh, and they're all kind of tied up with a red ribbon. And again, you don't know why, but it just feels right when you pick it up. What's and these flowers for? Ah, a connoisseur. This meow is a bright bloom posy meow. This spell heart, when you wear it on your person, it gives you the power to talk to flowers, a most useful ability indeed. And on top of that, uh, it will allow you to cast um, several flower-based spells, 
such as Petal Storm and Soothing Blossoms. Most useful, no? Oh. It does fit my aesthetic, kind of. Mm, some flowers would look good on your person. <laughs> Most fetching meow. Yeah, sure. Uh, you buy that, and the last item that your your eyes kind of settle on uh, before you feel that you've bought enough, it's a staff. It's a long wooden staff, uh, and it's wrapped in, like, paper. Um, and it just it catches your eye in a way that you don't know what it is exactly, but it feels right. Um, it is a slender pole composed of thousands of coiled and compressed book pages swirling into one with a mishmash of letters tumbling across its surface. As you pick it up, you can hear the rustling of pages. And uh, Yang kind of mules closer and says, Ah, you found one of our rare items. The librarian staff, Meow. What does it do? Well... A top on letting you store up to a hundred books in it, simply by pressing it into the top of the staff. You can cast several important spells, which will aid you in learning, such as Pocket Library, which lets you summon books from all around the world to help you with specific niche interests. Or Quicksort, allowing you to sort several piles of things into neat and easy piles. Comprehend language, timely tutor... Uh, read Aura, there's no end to the amount of knowledge that a student could gain from a librarian's staff. Hmm. It's Lolo kind of looks up and says, Sanku, perhaps this would allow me to take your studying to the next level. What do you say? Shall we put this into the staff of the Witch Prince? Yeah, why not? How much is this one? Well, it'll cost you 1,750 gold. Okay. Meow, thank you for your purchase. And uh, you hold this in your hand, and I think um, you press the top of your new staff into the top of your old staff and kind of clap them together. And um, a your staff of healing is kind of like sent tumbling out onto the floor. And you <laughs> hold up your, your witch prince staff, which looks fundamentally the same. You know, it's still, like, got those little colorful bubbles in it. But if you were to look really close at the bubbles, you might see words kind of swirling through it every once in a while. Neat! Um, I think Sanku picks up he picks up his, his healing staff and I think he's gonna keep it on him. Mm, uh, he just puts it in he he puts it into the bag of holding where it comically gets Yeah, it's it goes into the mm-hmm. and he's like, Thank you. And uh he nods and says, Not a problem, my friend. Will that be everything today? Mm, I think so. Well, meow, feel free to come back any time. Of course. Thank you. And, uh, do you leave? Yeah, I think he leaves and he's like, do you want to go get candy now? Yes, but first I think you have something you owe me. Hmm. Anchor. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, fine. And he, uh, he, I, th I think it's in the bag. Like, I think he does it on the bag. Yeah, not his bag of holding, because two extra dimensional places cause an explosion. In the no, bag, like the you keep the bag of holding in, which is still Yeah, very like fun. his his regular-ass bag. Yeah, and Lolo hops in, and you hear an echo, Oh, this place is magnificent, from inside. All right. Uh, Chuji? Uh, I guess I have two things that I want. Okay, excellent. What is it that Chuji is looking for as they stroll through the never-ending market? My my acrobatics check can always be better. 
Uh huh. I would like the anklets of uh, alacrity. The anklets of alacrity. That's an apex item. Those are very powerful items. Yeah. So it gives me a plus three item bonus to acrobatics. Yeah, among other things, is that the only reason you were looking at it? Yeah. Have you read what else it does? It doesn't say what else it does. The anklets. Oh, it raises uh, my dex score too. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, hang on. What? So I think you probably walk into the store of a very, very um, rich-looking kitsune, Kwan La Harako. Mm. Uh, she has this uh, kind of hat on that uh, shrouds her face, and she's wearing completely white robes as you enter. And she says, you don't even need to tell me what you're here for, she cool. Chuji. Hi. You know my name. That's what? <laughs> the anklets. Are you a fucking psychic? She kind of puts a finger to her lips and smiles. So the, anker- the anklets of alacrity, they're apex items. They will boost your decks. On top of that, uh, they will boost your acrobatics a shit ton. And once per day... If you click your heels together, you'll get a plus 20-foot bonus to all your speed, you fucking madman. <laughs> and gain the effects of water walk for 10 minutes. Oh, fuck yeah, that wasn't on the page. I liked it. You like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a shit ton of money. Yeah, I have, like, over a thousand platinum. I'm fine. Actually, I think it's 1,500 platinum. Okay, that changes things. How much gold do you have? A hundred. You are 5,000 gold under what you need. You can try to bargain with her. Or you can try other less scrupulous means. Uh, Chuji walks up to the counter. Mm-hmm. They place their hand on the counter. That's a really fucking high price. It's an extremely powerful item. I'm an extremely powerful person. And? I think you know where this is going. I foresaw this would happen. Do you want me to call the guards? No. Then it's 1,000... Or, sorry, it's 15,000 gold. What about a discount? Oh. <laughs> what about a discount right now? Okay. How much of a discount? Wait, you said gold. I'll, uh, sold. 15,000 gold. 15,000 gold, yes. Oh, wait. Never mind. Fuck. Not sold. Give me a discount. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a diplomacy check. Oh, my God. Or an intimidation <laughs> check, whichever you prefer. Uh, oh. <laughs> I just saw your diplomacy intimidation. <laughs> They're both plus zero. Mm. It never hurts to try. Oh my god. Hey, I rolled an 18. No, I'm not giving you a 5,000 gold discount. <laughs> Please? No. <laughs> Go ask your allies if they have gold to spare. Look over there. Oh my god. Uh, King Ligari is back. <laughs> Making a deception check. Also a plus zero. <laughs> Gods! Gods! Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Ruchuji runs out. <laughs> um. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, fine. I go buy a fucking bunch of the health potions instead. Okay. Uh, you go back to Joba and says, Hmm. Chuji, my friend. What's wrong? You don't look so good. I don't want to talk about it. I need potions. How much potions, my friend? Um, I get two greater and one major healing potion. 
Absolutely. Here you go. And thank you for, earlier for stepping in and helping. Oh, they eventually, they... <laughs> we eventually found an agreement. That's sick. Uh, well, I made very little money today. You gave them the discount? I did. <laughs> I had no other choice. But now I've got famous Ruby Phoenix finalists on my side. Hey, that's true. I'll always buy potions from you. Can I put that on a sign? Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, he kind of grins and he hands you over the uh, potions. That's 580 platinum, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say one thing. As you're pulling out of this place, you do see something. Don't do this to me. I'm... Are you really going to do this to me? Are you going to look me in the fucking face and do this to me? It's the tent of one Satsumaimo DeGeneres. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Here we go. She's <laughs> waiting for you, Chuji. Go to her. Son of a bitch. Chuji, against their uh, better judgment, does want to peek inside of Satsumaimo's tent. You peek in. And there indeed is Satsumaimo DeGeneres. And she sees you entering... And she squints and says, Hello! <laughs> Satsumaimo. She Chuji. You look great. How are you enjoying that stuff you stole from me? I didn't enjoy it. Oh. It was you, shit. My potion of truth. You took that from me. It was a ring. I knew that. You definitely did. <laughs> um, terrible fucking item. However, I have chosen to forgive you. Uh, I get it. It's in the name. You're win. the generous. I'm so generous. You're so generous. <laughs> she, Chuji, and the Radiant Wind saved my business. That's true. She, so now you Chuji. can't call the guards on me. She Chuji and the Radiant Winds are truly She Chuji the Generous and the Radiant Winds the Generous. <laughs> I don't think that's how that naming convention works. She Chuji the Generous can unlock truly magical items. No more curses from me, only the rarest of wares for a cheap price. Satisfactory. You understand why I don't, like, trust that, right? These are but the rarest... She just said satisfactory. <laughs> These are but the rarest of items. I give you my true wares. You were just hiding them? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> That's so fucking bad for business. What's wrong with you? I only give my truest wares to the truest of heroes. Are you a fucking fey creature? I am but a leshy, silly. Show me the show me the fucking wares. Well, <laughs> let me see. Perhaps you would be interested in the bellicose dagger. And she takes out a dagger, which is etched with the word for war in various languages. Um, and, like, even as you hold it, you feel this, like, violence coming from it. Oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> the Bellicose Dagger. It is a majorly powerful weapon. When you cut enemies with it, they bleed. It's 
has absorbed the souls of many it has slain over the centuries, and it that, craves bloodshed. That's a cursed item. It that is, is a not a cursed that item. That is a cursed item. It is not a cursed item. You're it lying very, to me. It is a very powerful magic item. You said it has the souls of people in it. That's cursed. It, I just say that to sell the thing, man. I felt weird when I touched that. I'm not buying that. It's, what else do you have? It's legitimate. Okay. I mean, it's... You know what? I'll show it in free with a better purchase. You're trying to get rid of it. <laughs> For only 300 gold extra. It's definitely cursed. We'll consider it a gift. Other than that, there's... Hmm, what to give the man who has everything? <laughs> the draconic toxin... Uh, the draconic toxin bottle. It's a modified version of a dragon's breath potion that makes it even more dangerous. You have a friend who likes dragon stuff, right? Yeah. For only 600 gold, it's quite the steal. I... It's just concentrated dragon's breath in a bottle? Mm -hmm. Does plenty of damage, and it sickens. You have anything else? The portable hole. And she picks up a hole. Chuji <laughs> like grimaces as soon as she says that. What is that? You put oh. things in it. It's a hole. You can put it on a wall, and you can put your hand in the wall. It's a hole. Put it anywhere. Hooray! I don't think I, I, I want to do that. The mm. thanks. Perhaps the Dulahan Codex? This is my rarest of items. It is shrouded in mystery. A legendary grimoire. Some legends claim it belongs to a Dulahan whose head was taken by a Shinigami. Others say that it was created by a powerful necromancer whose name has been lost to time. The grimoire has passed down through the ages, sometimes via mortal hands, and other times appearing mysteriously among the possessions of its next target. It is a very powerful grimoire with endless pages. What does it do? It has endless pages, and it has many magical powers, and it can be yours for 500 gold. What are the magical powers? It has endless pages. I don't need endless pages. If you write someone's name in it, they might die. It's fucked up. <laughs> That's a cursed item again. No. For fucking sure it is. It definitely isn't. It might be. Would you like some? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> no. The shrieking key. She pulls out a key and it screams. Why would you have that? Get that. Put it away. The tattletale orb. It's crystal ball with no extra powers. I swear. That only makes me suspicious. Hmm. Why are you like this? If nothing else, may I at least give you the the bellicose dagger for free as a goodbye gift from Satsumaimo the Generous before I die? Beef. Are you old? Every day I come closer. What the fuck? <laughs> goodbye. Uh, she hands you the bellicose dagger. If you're gonna die, can I have everything? No. Why not? Have the bellicose dagger. Well, if you're gonna die, what's it matter? I'll die someday, but not today. You said soon! We never know what the gods have planned for us. <laughs> what is fucking wrong with you? Goodbye, Shichuji. Take care in your adventures. 
I fucking hope I never dagger. see you again. Enjoy the bellicose dagger. No. She's giving it to you. She's not taking it back. <laughs> I don't want it. Just keep it in your bag for good luck. It's scary. Keep it in your bag for good luck. <laughs> Tell your friends to come buy my wares. Yeah, if you don't die first. She walks out. Okay. Uh, do you go meet up with the others? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you go meet up to the others. Uh, make me will save. Oh. Senku, Chuji, and Masami, you all meet up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Masami and Senku, how are you two doing after buying all your stuff? I think Senku's in a good mood. Shopping makes him happy. Masami, how are you doing after buying... You've got, like, that cool tattoo. I don't know if the others can see it, but you do have a cool tattoo. Uh, they have their hair down at the moment, so no. But they do show it. You have a tattoo? Yeah, magical. It looks really cool. Thank you. I agree. Masami, you got some excellent... I... Shuji, why did you pull a knife out? <laughs> Shuji, you've got a knife in your hand. Uh, Whoa. I do, me too. They, they put it back in the bag. What okay. is that? What do you mean you didn't mean to? It's cursed. It's definitely for sure cursed. Wait, did you go back to that... I didn't mean to. I got kicked out of the shop I was trying to shop at, and I ended up at Satsumaimo. How do you do that? <laughs> I threatened the shopkeep. For what? Why do we let you go shopping on your own? I really want Why did you threaten the shopkeep, uh, Chuji? I didn't have enough money. How much money do you need? You could have <laughs> way too much, way more than you guys have right now. Mm. How much was it? 1,500 platinum. <coughs> oh. Um, oh my god. I mean, I have like. 400 on me? No, no, it's okay. I don't need it. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. No worries, Chuji. Perhaps things will... Chuji, you pulled the knife out again! Oh, shit! No, 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 no! I need <laughs> me to... They put it back in the bag. <laughs> Why do you have that? Why? She wouldn't let me leave without it. Can we return it? Uh, or why don't you throw it away? I feel like if sure. I throw it away, I'm gonna wake up with it one night. I, I okay, that's, that's actually fair. I guess it's fair, yeah. I don't I think it's fair at all. That, I don't know that that will happen, Chuji. You should really get rid of it, Lolo says, poking his head out from the bag again. Um, um, the knife appears in Chuji's hand, but this time it's on purpose. <laughs> Lolo, like, yelps. I will also say, I forgot, I didn't mention before, Lolo does have little cucumbers over his eyes. Oh. <laughs> Why do you have those? From from your magnificent wand of the pampered pet, Sanku. Tell them about its awesome power. He whined until I bought him this wand that makes him... <laughs> I did uh, not whine, little... I demanded. Like the mighty sea dragon I am. Did he, did he make like the whimpering noise of when he wants something? What? A little bit. How dare you, Masami? <laughs> Do you not know who it is you are speaking to? I oh, I know exactly, old man. As as they close the bag over his <laughs> face. Fine, I'm going back into the spa, but not because I'm angry, but because I want to. <laughs> Have fun. Fades away. Um, and as he's saying this, uh, you guys standing with his arms crossed, cocking his head and saying, was this about an old man? is one Hiroshi Takahara.
<laughs> the hottest. Well, old you're not man. the only one in my life, but hey, since you introduced yourself. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> and I think standing behind beside him, a hook sword around her back and her hair a little less well kept than it has been in the past, but a tired smile on her face. Uh, comes someone saying, I don't think you're giving Mr. Takahara enough credit. He is a force to be reckoned with. And it's Shi Li Hua. Uh, smiling a little more than you remember her ever smiling, Chuji. Oh, yeah, that's very, I swear to God. It's not because of you guys! <laughs> Ye- Chuji fucking glares at Hiroshi um, and asks, Where have you two been? Hiroshi doesn't meet your gaze, but uh, Li Hua says, We've been helping people. Um, Mr. Takahara introduced himself to me after we were caught in some of the crossfire in the kaiju rampage. He said that he was your caretaker, Masami, and he helped me out of some terrible pickles, and I'm most grateful for his help. I didn't know you could use a sword. I've been... I was adventuring long before any of you were born. Well... But, um, we came here because... And she kind of gestures, and off behind them, standing a little bit away, is Balam Village. <laughs> the entire fuck-off village is here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hiroshi turns and says, they found us as soon as they were able to, and asked that we bring them back and safeguard them from any trouble. Uh, uh, thank you for taking care of them. Um, Li Hua comes off to the side with you, Chuji, and mm. I think she fusses over you for a moment and says, I suppose you're going on your way, then, to save the world? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. We're leaving soon. Um, thanks for coming to see me. I know we have our disagreements sometimes, Chuji. But sometimes things are more important than personal pride or wanting things to have been or to be a different way. But seeing my child go out there on such a terrifyingly dangerous task that could end so terribly in so many ways somehow despite all I would be lying if I said I w didn't believe you'd be able to do it of all the people in the world that can do this my child Shi Chuji is one of them no matter how scary it is I want you to go do it and I want you to do your best this is what you're good at right this is who you are and I'm I'm proud of that I think they just stand there looking at her. Their their lip quivers, and before anything else on their face can give away anything else, they hug their mom. Like they throw their arms around her and they, they they're like their head is in uh, like her shoulder. It's like the perfect mom hug. She is like taken off guard so her hands are kind of like out there for a moment. I love you, mom. Her face softens and and gently she takes you back and says, I love you too, Chuji. More than words can say. Masami, your dad kind of like is watching uh, Chuji and Li Hua. I think he kind of laughs and like claps your shoulder a bit and says, How are you holding up? You were messy last night, but I can't blame you for it. My fighting or my general stature? You're so mine, Masami. Your fighting was on point, better than I've ever seen it. But yesterday was a messy day for everything. And I, I want to make sure you're doing better today, kid. 
surprisingly better. This is, there's still something I need to take care of. Yeah? What's that? <laughs> you think? The lightkeepers who have been looking over our shoulders the entire time and probably looking over yours as well. I want to apologize for that. I messed up. We gave you bad intel. We told you that the lightkeepers weren't involved in Oni's mask, and they're not. So then it wasn't bad intel, it was just misdirected. Yeah, but... You, you were right, in a sense. They weren't connected to Oni's mask. That's what you told me. And it was right. There's just something else. If I dug a little deeper, I would have found all these red flags. A witch regaining all of her power after decades of no one in her line having any. An exiled necromancer. A noble running away from home for seemingly no reason. And a monk from a peaceful monastery deciding to become a vicious brawler. I should have seen the signs and I'm... I'm sorry. Remember what you used to say to me when I was a kid? Whenever I messed up and I would panic? And you kept telling me that what's done is done. And what matters is that we pick back up from it and we learn from it. Are you seriously doing this to me, Masami? Are you out? I thought you weren't interested in the Golden League. Why are you becoming a boss all of a sudden? <laughs> because I was raised by one. <laughs> he kind of like folds his arms and looks around now at Sanku, who's like also talking to his family and says, You gonna take care of him? Of course I am. Both you, of them. Are you gonna let them take care of you? I will. He like waited very patiently during that long pause before like he puts a hand on your shoulder, Masami, and he nods at you and says, It's crazy. I've trained you for since you were a kid at this point. Yet these past few weeks you've grown more than I can even begin to imagine. Proud of you, kid. Well, for this entire time I've had a secret holding me back. And it's a secret that all the other contestants know. How's that make you feel? Better. Like a weight's lifted off of my shoulder. I met up with the Biting Roses earlier and they were still glad to see me. Like, nothing changed. The sins of the past can be a little frightening. I get that. But true friends will always be by your side, no matter what. Okay? So stick by those friends. And they'll stick by you. Yeah, yeah yep. Power of friendship. Everything and all, like, all that. Yeah, I know. Don't diss the power Don't get of friendship. cheesy on me now. Don't diss the power of friendship, kid. It's it's powerful <laughs> stuff. I think he kind of just sits and like chats to you for a while while everyone's getting ready to go. Sanku, by uh, by you is your mom and your dad and Kinhasan and the whole village. <laughs> and. Your mom kind of steps forward, kind of taking on the role of spokesperson for them, because that's often what she does. Mm -hmm. And she bows her head at you a little bit, Sanku, and says, Sanku, yesterday, you saved Goka. <sighs> you and your friends, of course, but mostly you, right? She kind of smiles and then, you know, shakes her head and says, <laughs> no, of course, it was all of you, but... She kind of turns to look at um, Babayon. And Babayon puts a hand on her shoulder and nods and says, We want to see how you're doing. You've got a long journey ahead of you, and we know it doesn't feel easy, right? No. I mean, we're trying to go rescue the Ruby Phoenix, which is, um, 
not the expected outcome of joining the Ruby Phoenix tournament. And I'm a little nervous, but... I think, um... Bula looks at the others who are, like, you know, saying expectantly, but then she steps forward, and she's no longer the spokesperson of this village. She pulls you into a little hug, and she's your mom. He hugs her back. She looks down at you, still, like, holding you, and there's a softness you haven't known since before you became the witch prince, you know? The softness of a mom who realized that she messed up, and she wants to apologize. And she says, um, the Sankuda I know is capable of anything, no matter how scary. Thank you. And you won't be doing it alone, right? Mm-mm. I have the others, and there are other teams going to help, too. Um, she looks to Babayon, and she says, we have something for you. It's it's what your father used to propose to me. Whoa! <laughs> and he takes out um, a little necklace. And it is of a golden carp with the head of a sea dragon. Um, in your village, yes, you worship Daikatsu, the goddess of agriculture. Um, this dragon carp is also like a local deity to you guys. You know that it symbolizes like overcoming any challenge like the the carp jumping up the waterfall that myth um it's a symbol of you can do this and you can do more you know mm -hmm. uh, a sign to never give up to be getting any of these is a symbol of good luck right but to be getting this one specifically the one that means so much to your parents it's a very personal thing to be receiving and mm -hmm. your mom kind of places this into your palm and says We'd like to think that if you have this with you, you'll have the village with you as well, in your heart. So you won't be alone saving the world. All of us in Balan Village will be there with you. Thanks, Mom. And then you hear a, don't give up, Sanku! <laughs> and there is your little sister pointing at you. Kinasan says, I know stuff's scary right now. But this is the moment that you've been training for. This is the time that the Witch Prince of the Sea will show the world his power, right? Uh, I think Senku comes over to her and he like uh, sort of squats so that he's at eye, level, at eye level with her and he's like, Yeah, it is. And I'm gonna win so I can show you just how strong I am. You know, I already know how strong you are, Senku. You won the Ruby Phoenix tournament! You have to keep winning, okay? For the village. I will. Oh, I got extra candy at the... And I went straight. Her eyes widen and she beams. <laughs> and she, she takes that candy and she holds it and says, I'll treasure it and I won't eat it until you're back. Uh, careful, it might go bad. <laughs> what? Her face falls. You should just eat the candy. She's I'll buy you more candy when, we're, when I'm back, I promise. You better. Mom and Dad don't get me enough candy. And Babylon's like, we get you plenty. And she shakes her head. That's not enough. I think you're spoiled. She pouts. But um, she does hug you and says, mm -hmm. are you going to go? He hugs her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go rescue the Ruby Phoenix. Okay. Well, you do that. And then you come home and we'll throw a big party for you. Okay? Okay. You stay safe. Okay? Oh, I think you... I think he pets her hair a little bit as he's getting up. She's very happy. And uh, she kind of stands and points and says, Now go save the world! Okay. Uh, 
Chili Hua, Hiroshi, and uh, Bula, Babayon, and Kinhasan all kind of stand. And Bula kind of gives you a kiss on the cheek, Sanku, and hugs you. Uh, Hiroshi pats your shoulder, Masami, and uh, Li Hua. I think she hugs you again, Chuji. Uh, tenderly mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. And speaking for the group, um, Hiroshi says, Ready to go? Yep. Oh, as yeah. will ever be. <laughs> and we'll see you soon, guys. And he kind of like salutes and uh, do you guys part ways and make your way towards uh, the airship? Yeah, uh, uh, Judy yep. does do the thing where they where they point like two fingers at Hiroshi and then back at their eyes. <laughs> at Hiroshi. He, he shrugs at you like, "What do you want me to say, man?" <laughs> um, and yeah, you guys make your way back to the Ruby Village, back to Vortanu, and back to Yo and his crew. And uh, Yo sees you all coming, and uh, he kind of like beams, and he's like, "Radiant wins. Okay, are you all ready?" Yeah. Uh, last breath. Is everything good to go? He like, calls up to the deck, and uh, from the deck you see uh, Fervo call down and says, "Yarp." And uh, he kind of turns and grins and says, uh, "Master Vortanu, are we? How, do we have flight clearance?" And uh, they kind of nod and say, "You're ready to go whenever you are." And um, he turns and says, "All right, everyone, let's get on this ship. I hope you're ready because." Let me tell you, there is nothing like riding the Solar Jam. Alright. Chuji looks jazzed. Um, so the boat itself, uh, the Solar Jam itself, so it's like a massive ship, uh, but it has like roofs on it, kind of like a pagoda. But in the center of this massive ship, there's a titanic air balloon with like buildings built around the sides of it and on top of it nearly. Um, huge engines, uh, giant, like, um, sails almost like acting like wings and rudders uh, coming out of the sides and as you all step on and brace yourselves there's a few calls and Yo stands behind the steering wheel uh, at the back of the ship and he says alright starboard are we ready and uh Bako yells out as he pulls a ripcord and says yes we are port are we ready and uh Clover says aye aye captain as he uh, as they kind of like uh push a few like a few gears into place and he says all right everyone let's go save the ruby phoenix and with that the solar giant starts to take flight power hisses through its engines and the wings start to beat sirens kind of like blare from its sides as the machine kicks to life and the wit like the sails on the side they start to kind of flap in circular motions and the ship flies up, 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 up. You all have to clutch onto the sides as wind starts to rustle through your hair as, and it goes up at an acute angle into the sky. The balloon swells with fire inside as coal is like kind of injected into it by a powerful engine by Fervo. Standing behind the wheel, Yo guides you into the sky and he says, this is it. Welcome, Radiant Winds, to the skies above! And as you all clutch, looking at the sky, you see the city of Goka, once seemingly sprawling and endless, slowly becoming smaller, like a children's toy. The countless waves beneath you all, they lap 
and what once would have been massive like blankets of water crashing and creating foam on top of each other now they look like specks clouds start to flow through you on either side but never entering into the boat itself it's almost like there's a giant bubble around this amazing airship you can see Yo flex and his muscles kind of bulge a little bit as he steers the wheel and starts to take you on course. And he turns and says, Master Chuji, if you could take out the plover charm for us. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And they like fumble with their fucking bag. Uh, you take first. out the plover charm and it kind of rings a little bit and the bottom of the charm starts tilting in one direction. Southeast. Uh, southeast? Okay. Let's go! And he heaves that steering wheel and turns the solar jian towards the southeast, following the sun. The solar jian continues its path, flying through the sky, directly towards the wall of heaven, towards the flying mountains, towards wherever that mysterious axiomite has taken Hao Jin. Your quest, your race to the peak, has just begun. And you are going to save the Ruby Phoenix. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. This episode of Dice of Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons Veteran Stormcrow, Sam Stryker, Sokin Ashra, Tony Saunders, Mita, Ari Graham, Arave, Minty Belmont, GP Dora, Marshmallowberry, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Mae Cohen, Skyly, Kendra West, Jim Lee Trick, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Bal Punyon, Join the Catman, Matchy Wilson Krausenbench, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jay Snooks, Zenith Drums, Torbjorn, Sophie Verler, 
G. Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Kira, Litchlow, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McEldoff, Ava, Chris Lutman, Remti Bright, Lumsum Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Anna Aria, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Emily Lederna, John DeBocorder, SS66Seeker, and Dame Valerie Deter. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash roll today.